When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, this is Howie Schwab, formerly of ESPN. You're listening to The Jake Brown Show, live with Jake. And welcome to The Jake Brown Show on CBS Radio's radio.com podcast network. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. You can follow me at Jake Brown Radio on Twitter and follow our show at Jake Brown Show. Joining us now is a guy that I'm looking forward to speaking to. I mean, you remember him from Stump the Shop. The guy is a sports trivia legend um, back in ESPN. When that one, 2004 to 2006, when I was 13 through 15 years old, uh, probably watched every single episode hosted don't, don't by. Don't give away your age, Jake. Don't give away your age. <laughs> hey, it's it's fine. I'm I'm comfortable with uh, my age. I mean, I look 35 with my bald head right now. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm a- I'm aging. But that is the voice of Howie Schwab from Stump the Schwab. What's going on, man? Good to be with you, Jake. Thanks for inviting me on. I'm uh, happy to be with you, and we'll have some fun. Yes, sir, we will. And uh, you also, you are a fellow podcast host as well, and you host The Schwab Speaks, uh, which yes. you can find theschwabspeaks.com. Tell us first about your show a little bit. Well, first of all, we're enjoying doing it. Uh, Gene McCormick and I, uh, Gene used to be a uh, producer at ESPN. She and I have been doing a podcast for about two months now. Uh, we've had a number of ex-ESPN guests. Uh, Dick Vitale was one of our first guests because I still work with Dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Gray. Uh, we had uh, Carrie Ross. Carrie Ross Dombrowski. Uh, you may remember her from College Game Day and from uh, Sports Center, mm-hmm. and she's married to Dave Dombrowski of the Red Sox. We got to reminisce with her and talk about Oklahoma football and all sorts of things. We had Tim Brando, and then uh, yesterday we did uh, Bob Carpenter, the former ESPNer who does the Washington Nationals broadcasts, which we found to be timely because he had some great info about the Nationals and the pennant race baseball and. So we had a lot of fun with that, and uh, some more good ones coming up in the future. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing who's coming. Some good guests so far. Um, tell what have you been doing since ESPN days came to an end? I mean, you know, I know, I know you've been doing a little bit of Sports Jeopardy, uh, which is on Crackle with Dan Patrick's show. Uh, but what else is going on with you? Uh, that and uh, the podcast, and I work with Dick Vitale, like I said. Uh, uh, during basketball season, I uh, help him out with information and uh, his website and uh, game notes and things of that ilk. Uh, have fun a lot with Dick. Dick is a great person. I also help him with his charity uh, work for the V Foundation. He does a gala every year that's absolutely phenomenal down in Lakewood Ranch, uh, down in Sarasota, Florida at the Ritz-Carlton, and uh, they sell out every year, and they do a great, great job, raise millions of dollars for uh, the V Foundation, which is so important cancer research these days. Dickie V's one of the best. And Sarasota, I love it down there. My friend has a house there, and I've stayed there earlier this year. Um, Thank God the hurricane didn't uh, 
do as much damage as at one point they thought. Yeah. Uh, they were very concerned, but uh, fortunately, everything's okay. Indeed, and obviously thoughts and prayers with everyone with every hurricane going on right now and the earthquake in Mexico. Uh, Mother Nature not being too kind uh, to our country and surrounding us right now. Uh, Again, we're talking with Howie Schwab. Follow him on Twitter at Howie Schwab. How did now? I know you were with ESPN for a while before the show started, but how did the idea for the show come up? Did you bring it up to them? Just take us through the process of how it's done. No, actually, no, it was. Uh, it was them. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I was at ESPN for 26 years. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, unfortunately was let go four years ago, uh, part of a purge of sorts. They uh, cut back a little bit. Um, Just a little bit. I was not, <laughs> I was not totally shocked mm-hmm. because I looked at people in my department research and uh, I was afraid that this was a possibility that uh, a couple of my bosses were not uh, not keen on the idea that I uh, made what I made. No, I wasn't even making that much, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but compared to some other people, I guess they felt I was, whatever. Uh, they needed to cut down the budget, and so I got cut. Uh, The one thing I did do was I put up on Facebook that this was done because of budget and not because of anything I did, because I wanted to make sure that people knew uh, that I didn't do something wrong, a la some other people who left ESPN because of uh, wrongdoing or doing things that... uh, led to their dismissal. Uh, I was let go because of uh, the position was uh, cut back, which is interesting because then they hired other researchers, but that's another story. Um, But bottom line is they made their decisions, and I warned a few people at ESPN that this is just the start, and I was right. And, look and at, a number of very good people have been let go, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think that they've hurt themselves in terms of the fiber of the place. A lot of veteran people who are not there anymore were leaders and people who cared and people who were very productive, and uh, they were let go uh, for monetary reasons. I understand it's a business. I understand Disney. Mm-hmm. But I think some of the decisions were not the right decisions. And, I mean, you see recently, I mean, April. Honestly, I was working at CBS Radio full-time, and the day after uh, the the huge layoffs at ESPN, I was laid off here at CBS Radio from my full-time position. So it, uh-huh. it it's a scary time in the industry. And ESPN, I mean, you see them cutting back so much, and then you see a sideline report like Sergio Dips uh, last week, and you just scratch your head at what the heck are they doing right now? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Just that, having the time uh, of his life. Little, that's a... That was a little surprising. <laughs> um, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, I wish him well. Uh, I did not think much of him, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people make decisions uh, on what they like and what they don't like. 
And I understand some of the decisions are made for reasons other than ability. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, such is life. Yeah. Uh, what bothers me is the quality of people who were let go. And there were a number of named people who were let go that it was not publicized. Mm-hmm. But you suddenly don't see them on TV and you say, what happened to this person? What happened to that person? And I think it's really wrong that their identity or their or their lives are shaken up because of this. Now, mind you, several people got paid off. Uh, I was given a severance. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, it still changes your life and you try to find another job and it's not that easy, especially when you're in your fifties, like I am. And, uh, uh, my situation was different because at the time when I got let go, I had a wife who was ill and I really couldn't really move, uh, because of the situation. So it made it kind of difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. some things have changed since and, uh, that's fine. And you just move forward in life. That's, that's all you can do. Yeah. And and right now it's not even about, Hey, I'm, I'm five months in right now and have an impressive resume, but it doesn't matter. There's just so much competition, uh, trying to find jobs. There's competition and there's, there's less work and, uh, some people are going different directions with, uh, with websites, for example, I mean, Fox went uh, went a different way, and that changed the landscape a lot in terms of writers mm-hmm. and, and uh, the material they were doing. And I, I think some of that has backfired on them in terms of the content, but not necessarily in terms of the dollars, because uh, some of these moves are dollars moves not uh, personnel moves. Do you and uh, I, I don't know that that's right, but hey, people for business reasons do things. What do you think about ESPN with everything the political side that's going down and Jameel Hill statements and Linda Cohn uh, making think, statements I, and getting suspended? I think that's I think that's been overrated. Uh-huh. I think that's really been overrated a lot. Uh when I was there, that there are a couple of people who do have opinions. And I'll tell you what, after the fact, Britt McHenry has come out and been very, very vocal. And I find that really fascinating because uh, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> be careful what you say when you, you know, basically were vicious on a parking attendant (laughs) and you didn't get fired for it, which she should have been, but that's another story. I, um, everybody's entitled their own opinion. Everybody's allowed to have a thought about politics. Everybody's allowed to have a thought about whether they like a president, don't like a president, uh, agree or disagree with things. Uh, 
Uh, however, you have to be careful about tempering it, and you have to realize that at times you represent a organization, and that if your commentary affects the workplace, then that's not necessarily a great thing. Mm-hmm. Now, in the case of Jamel, and the case of Michael, and the case of well, a lot of people. They're really great people. I mean, uh, Jamel and, and Michael I knew very well, and I liked them a lot. Um, uh, she's entitled to her opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that that was the right place to do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if people have an opinion and they want to express it, it it's kind of tricky, but... The fact that it's gotten blown up so much, I think people have to realize something very important. ESPN is about sports, and ESPN has to stick to sports. Agreed. And fans want sports. They don't want to get in the middle. If you want to get in the middle of all this Donald Trump stuff, you put on CNN. Mm -hmm. You put on Fox. You put on a different channel. You want to watch sports, you want to watch ESPN. At least I believe that. I, I agree, and I, th- I think it's gotten too much in a pot. I mean, Britt McHenry is fighting for a job at Fox News, you would think, at this point, the way she's tweeting. Uh, and Yes, I, I think you're right. Yeah. I think that that's kind of the route she's going, and that's between them and her. I don't, you know, I don't really know her, and mm-hmm. that's fine. And, and whatever, but uh, the world has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the media landscape has clearly changed. Uh, and as a sports fan, uh, I love the games. Mm-hmm. I love knowing what's going on in the games. I love the competition. And I think that's really important. I mean, uh, to me, I'm drawn by the fact I could put on a TV and about five minutes ago, I flipped around and I saw Joe Wilfred Sanga was playing on Tennis Channel. I know that sounds weird, but uh, I, it was 7-6 in the first set. I watched for a few minutes. Okay, fine. I mean, if there was a baseball game on right now, I'd be watching that. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I happen to have news on because I'm a news junkie, but... Uh, uh, I love sports, I love news, I love music, I love a lot of different things. Now, a lot of people think I just only love sports. I mean, it's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, my my wife will tell you that uh, in the car we listen to 70s and 80s, and I sing, I sing a lot of the songs, and she's like, oh, my God, don't sing. Oh, we got we got to hear you sing then. What, what, what no, do you sing? No, 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 I'm not doing that to you. Oh, what what music? What what artists are we listening to? Seventy. Oh, any, anything, everything. Disco. I love everything from. Well, I like disco. I like Clapton. I like. Okay. I mean, this weekend I'm going to see Air Supply because my wife loves Air Supply, and I'm going to see Ambrosia, Pablo Cruz, and Peter Beckett hmm. in Beverly Hills. Ambrosia did the song "Holding On to Yesterday," among other things. You'd, you'd be uh, which, a good guy to do karaoke uh, with, for sure. Uh, no, I'm a lousy <laughs> singer. I don't know. That's, 
Well, I love music, though. I really do. I love 70s and 80s music. In uh, fact, well, I love sports. I mean, it, the thing about sports, you love competition. You love the drama. I mean, there's nothing like a ninth inning of a game with yeah. a 3-2 game and uh, Araldus Chapman pitching to a Joe Maurer like the other night when he struck him out. I mean, that was, that was the eighth inning. But uh, still, I mean, you, you love the drama of a, a close game. You love the drama of trying to figure out what you think will happen. Mm-hmm. Same thing with football. Same thing with end of a basketball game. The people love that kind of stuff. And that's, I think, what draws people to sports. And there are times where I think that uh, sports media is losing out on things because they try to be too cute. I don't know about political. I that's, Like I said, I, I think sometimes it's getting a bad rap. Yeah, and, and it's becoming the uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, LeBron James, Donald Trump worldwide leader of something. And that's been uh, why people well, are turning Colin it off. Kaepernick, the Colin Kaepernick thing is interesting because yeah. a lot of people are saying Colin Kaepernick because of the the anthem and the protests. Colin Kaepernick got beat out for a starting job from the Niners. That's bad. Who currently have Brian Hoyer as a quarterback. Yeah. Who had Blaine Gabbard as a quarterback. Oh, Gabbard's the worst. Okay. So now, if he couldn't beat out those guys, uh, I know people keep saying, oh, he's one of the 32 best. And, and after seeing Scott Tolzien week one, for example. He's better than him, yeah. Okay. He's better than Tom Savage. But if, but if he wants a big salary and you can't negotiate a deal, maybe that's a factor in this. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's more to this story. I don't know. And he also doesn't truly express the desire to come out here and play. I mean, all this social advocate, I mean, social justice stuff is, has taken the front burner for him over actually playing quarterback, it seems. Oh, and if you, you do sign him, let's say, let's say Flacco was hurt mm-hmm. and the Ravens signed him and then Flacco comes back, then you have a quarterback controversy. Do you really want a quarterback controversy? No. Well, I think Kaepernick so, accepts the fact that he is a backup right now. He's not a starting quarterback. He's a, a guy who fills in for something when you, someone gets you hurt. You would think. Yeah. You would think, but, you know, mm-hmm. some some coaches don't want that kind of drama. I don't know. Yeah. So, And maybe there are some coaches who don't want the media hype of, of the Anthem stuff. Maybe there are some owners who are concerned about this. I, it's hard to say. Yeah. We're talking with Howie Schwab from Stump the Schwab. Let's go back to the show. Uh, so you were, I'm looking now. It looks like you were stumped. Oh, actually, you know what, Jake? I never answered your question. I'm, I apologize for that. <laughs> what was my original the, question? The, 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 the original question of how the show started. Yeah, exactly. Yep, let's get back uh, to that. The show started <laughs> by them. I was called into an office one day. Hmm. Mark Shapiro, who's senior vice president, called me in his office and said, you know why you're here? I said, uh, maybe something with Vital. I don't know. Why, why am I here? 
Uh, we're starting a new trivia show. It's called Stump the Schwab. We want you on. Okay, whatever. I said, I win, I win, I lose, I lose. I'm just going to have fun with it. Well, little did I know that they had already planned the show. They had already set it up, and I was going to be on it whether I liked it or not. <laughs> really? And so uh, away we went. Uh, I went to New York. Michael Davies, who was involved with Millionaire, uh, had me in. Um, I sat in a chair, and uh, basically that's how it all started. I was in the studio, and they said, well, we're going to have someone sit in, and you can watch. I said, no, no, let me get used to this. Let me see what it's like. And that was the smartest thing I could have done because – we did like a rehearsal of, okay, this is how it's going to be like. And I was like, okay. And so that's how it started with list games and figuring things out and just. But how did the they know you, you, how did they know you were the basically the Sultan, Sultan of sports trivia? Like were, were, had you had like, had they asked I, you? I ran, before? I ran, I ran the research department. So they just knew I you was, knew everything. I was, I was in charge of the research, but well, like people come up to you and ask you stuff, and if you didn't know, you'd research it, and if you did know, you'd just spit it out. Mm-hmm. And I love sports, so I, I I do care, and I am passionate about it, and I follow it, and I was intensely into it, and so that was fun. Was it cool? Because I and, and I, you know what, a lot of times it was just a matter of thinking. Yeah, it's like okay. uh Common sense. Name the top ten uh, pastors of all time. Okay. Uh, gee, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady, blah, 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 blah. Drew Brees. Yay. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> or, or think. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. One time they did Australian Open Men's Champs. And the first names that came to my head were like Brian Teacher and Mark Edmonds. And I'm like, okay, I better save those because people aren't going to get those. Uh, let me let me think a second. Okay, let me spit out the the ones that people will definitely know. Blah blah blah. Then when you throw out Mark Edmondson, people are like, huh? And things like that. How stuff like that happened, and uh, that's I think why people were like. What, what's up with this guy? But, but I love sports, so you know if you love if you love something and you enjoy it, it becomes easy. Did it frustrate you when you weren't? I mean, you were beaten four. You were stumped fourteen times. I think in show history. I mean, did that no, piss I got you off? Six, no, no, no. I got stumped sixteen times. Sixteen. Okay. I was sixty-four and sixteen, and I do know that because they did keep a record. And that that part never bothered me. The only part bothered me one time, uh, twice I was not happy about losing. Uh, one time in particular, there was a gentleman on the show who was relatively obnoxious, <laughs> um, who was instigating, mm-hmm. who to this day still, I think, does not like me, which is fine. 
Um, Do we know his name? I won't even give him the pleasure. <laughs> um, he beat me twice. Hmm. I give him credit. He beat me. Brian, I shook his hand. Brian Sandalow, I think, is his name. I. It says two-time winner, second uh, by tiebreaker. Uh, if well, we, if we gave you've the done your you've you've done your homework. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that that is his name. I have no. I, you know what? I did, to this day I don't really have a problem with the fact he beat me. He won. He mm-hmm. won fair and square. And I uh, good for him. He was just a little bit obnoxious. That <laughs> I the the disrespectful part. I was very respectful of every person who played, mm-hmm. except for him, <laughs> because he was rude to the people on the staff. Mm-hmm. And the staff said something to me about how rude he was and how obnoxious he was and how loud he was. And so I didn't appreciate that. Was that on and off but, camera? But, or? but if you, I, I tell you what, mm-hmm. I would love for someone to go check because I, I think at one point he said I didn't try to shake his hand. I was like, Boy, are you kidding? I most certainly did. I congratulated him. He won. He won fair and square. The third time, he didn't get a chance to beat me because he got beat in the first part of the of the the finals. And I really wanted to play him in the final. <laughs> and then I ended up I ended up murdering the guy in the final. He was a really nice guy. A guy named Pete, I think his name was. Uh, but. Real nice guy. I mean, most of the people we played against were great people. This guy came on the show and said, "To be the schwab, I gotta beat the schwab. I gotta be the the." And was mouthing off, and I'm like, "Okay, whatever." And he beat me. I shook his hand. He beat me. I beat me. What am I going to do? Should have punched him in the face. I, I was not happy he beat me. You're right. Damn right I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy that he opened his mouth up. And uh, to be honest with you, he uh, he wrote an article about me in Chicago one time. And uh, someone sent it to me. And I was like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. What what is this guy getting off making comments about me? He doesn't know me from Adam. Mm-hmm. He dabbles in, he, he in sports. He doesn't know writing. my situation. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know me mm-hmm. as a person. Mm-hmm. He may have seen me on TV. Yeah, I one time a person came up to me at a game and said, "I don't like you." I was like, "Oh, thank you. Nice to meet you too." <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I mean, it's it, it's it's funny sometimes. You know? I, I think people got the wrong impression, like they do sometimes. Like Mike Francesa, for example, seems like he might be a dick on the on the show, but in real life, the guy is a great guy and a very nice guy. Um, Mike is a very nice. I used to work with Mike. Mike yeah. and I worked together at College and Pro Football News Weekly many years ago. Mm-hmm. I got along well with Mike. I know Mike very well. Do you think he should come back now with the, with Carton leaving? Do you think he should uh, make a return? I have mixed feelings on that. Hmm. Uh, Mike's a family guy. Let him 
let him enjoy his family. Mm-hmm. He's worked hard enough his life. But if he wants to stay in the spotlight, that's up to him. But if uh, I that's guess totally Enter- up to him. Entercom Carton- now throws him a ton of Carton- money. The Carton the Carton thing is a mess. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, that's a total mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell Boomer if he wants. Um, uh, I don't know if I want to get up that early in the morning. But. <laughs> Boomer and Schwab, Schwab and Boomer. I could see it. Hey, uh, Boom Boomer Sison was. Uh, one year at the ESPYs, I sat and talked to him for a while. It was good, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, do do you see? I mean, we talked about it a little bit before, but do you see a potential, a new Stump the Shrub or another show coming out? Because I feel like it was such a an iconic show that if, if it was brought back to life, maybe even like a Netflix or or a, like Crackle, like Sports Jeopardy, that it would have success. Well, I I. I if Sports Jeopardy does more shows, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm with Dan. I'm with the team. No question. As of right now, they have not done more new shows lately, and so I have not been doing that. But uh, when they want to do more shows, I'll be happy to come back on board uh, Harry Friedman is one of the great gentlemen in our profession. He runs Jeopardy. Jeopardy is an incredible organization. A lot of fun people to be around. Uh, Dan is great to work with. Love Dan Patrick. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. You never know. We just we need a new stuff to show up. We need a new show. We need it in some platform, even whether it's Netflix, whether it's on TV, whether it's somewhere. Uh, you uh, haven't. I, I I did pitch a, a trivia show at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, has not worked out. But mm-hmm. uh, I'd be happy to host one. I'd be happy to be involved. We'll see what happens. You never know. What was it like? Maybe the, maybe the Jake Brown groundswell will get it together. I don't know. We'll <laughs> I, see. I got to. I got to work on something. I mean, I'll, I would j- join in, and uh, I, I, I can know Mets trivia pretty well. I'll give you a Mets trivia question. How about that? I know you're a Yankee oh, fan. Oh, jeez. But l- I had to give you one trivia question, a very random one. Um, Neil Allen. <laughs> no, I give up. Can, can, uh, can you name – I'll say one, two, three, four. Can you name six Mets – Pit, uh, position players who pitched in a game in franchise history. Oh, God. No, I can't. <laughs> Can you name a couple? I, that means I have to... Uh, Steve Henderson, I think, might have. No, he's not. Oh, God. I, you really, Stumped. I should be able... <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm Al Weiss, I don't know. I'll, I'll give you the list here. Anthony Recker was. Uh, Anthony Recker, yes, he did the catcher. Yeah, Rob okay. Rob Johnson, the catcher, which I didn't remember him. Uh, Todd Zeal, no, the one remember. I remember. Todd Zeal, Todd Zeal, I do remember yeah. now. Oh, now you're making me think. Okay. Desi Relifer, 2001. I remember that one. Uh, <laughs> Derek Bell in 2000. Um, Rick Reed, God. I get Rick Reed. I guess was a pitcher and played a position in ninety nine. Rick, Rick, Rick Reed was a pitcher. Yes, yeah. Rick Reed was for years. He was. Oh my God! <laughs> and the other ones were Matt Franco, 
did it twice in 99. Matt Franco did it. Uh, I, you know what? I should have remembered that. And Bill Picotta. Matt Franco was more of a pinch hitter than mm-hmm. uh, as much as anything. But, oh, jeez. Oh, there you go. There's, there's, and Bill, yeah, you Bill Picotta. You caught me totally out of left field with that one. I know. I'm thinking about Matt Pitt. <laughs> oh, God. I had to give you a random one. You're a Yankee fan, right? I'm more of a Yankee fan, yeah. But, I mean, that's. You talk about out of left field. Yeah, that that was out of left field. Speaking of left field, that's, the, the that's Yankee, okay. Yeah. That's all right. I, I, I had I'm to used that. to that. That's okay. So I'm human. Yeah, that's good. People, yeah. Oh, oh, he knows everything. No, I don't. I don't know everything. <laughs> Believe me, I don't. Nor nor do I care to. Yeah. What do you think of the Yankees here heading into October? Do you see them getting past a one game playoff and going on a run, or no chance? Uh, they're capable of it because anytime you can have that kind of power with Judge and Sanchez, and you, you have some veteran players like Gardner and Ellsbury and Holiday, I mean, you have veteran players. I mean, that's, I wouldn't sell anything short, but I tell you right now, I, the Indians and Astros look really good in the American League. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox, you can't count them out because of guys like Sale. I mean, uh, is uh, baseball playoffs going to be fascinating this year? The National League, between the Nationals, especially when Har- if Harper comes back okay, and when you're looking at Scherzer and Strasburg pitching, and the bullpen now is straightened out, Doolittle's done a great job for Washington. Mm-hmm. You look at the way the Cubs have been lately and the way the Dodgers have slipped, uh, the playoffs are going to be great. I mean, it's it, it's interesting. It, I mean, can you say for sure who's going to win? No, you can't. And I, think- I mean, right now, I think the Indians are the favorite. The Astros are up there. Uh, but I think it's still pre- – I mean, adding Verlander certainly helps the Astros. Mm-hmm. I would have said Indians-Dodgers. But- the Astros and Springer's had a terrific year. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Altuve is certainly right up there for MVP, and and it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, and I think and, the Dodgers slipping is really. I mean, we would have said Dodgers in a heartbeat a few weeks ago, but they have just got on a huge down. Uh, even Kershaw, mm-hmm. even Kershaw has yeah. been vulnerable at times with the Grand Slam the other night. Vulnerable I mean, in October, we know that. Yep. Yeah. Oh yes. Yep. Howie Schwab from we'll Stump the Schwab. We're going to bring it back. It's coming back in a couple of years. You heard it here first. It will be somewhere. And with all the apps and platforms today, there has to be a spot for it. Uh, Netflix has given Dave Chappelle $60 million. Let's give Howie Schwab a million to bring uh, the show back. How about that? Hey, give me a million. That'd be fine with me. <laughs> Very happy to do that. Yeah. I don't even need a million. A quarter million. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever works, hey. I'll, I'll I'm be an easy guy. I'll be a contributor for like fifty grand. I'll take whatever it is. There you um, go. Howie Schwab, uh, go download the Schwab Speaks now. Uh, it was great talking to you, man. Hope to talk again soon. Jake, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right, Howie. Take be care. good.
Thanks. Bye-bye. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.